Welcome to episode 6 of Mike's Mental Models. Today, the survivor bias. You'll note the new intro music for this episode for the survivor bias, and that's because we can say that the survivor bias is akin to the pirate expression, dead men tell no tales. And that audio is from the Auckland Symphony Orchestra. And the reason we're using that as our theme music is because of the pirate expression, dead men tell no tales. And I saw the idea of the survivor bias when I was an undergraduate at Bowling Green State University. And in the college town of Bowling Green, Ohio, there's this one street corner where restaurants constantly fail. There were probably three restaurants there in the four years that I was in college. And my friends and I used to joke this restaurant was cursed or that the location was cursed. And even though we joked about this, I always wondered what it was about the location of this. The intersection was great. It was too regularly traffic streets. It was less than a mile from the interstate on one side. It was across from campus on the other side. And it had all the markings of a successful college town food joint, but it never made it. All the different flavors of food and types of food and delivery, quick service, all those options, nothing ever worked. I'd forgotten about this experience until I thought about the survivor bias. And here was an example. What I observed was just the normal currents of the restaurant environment. Restaurants go to business all the time, and I just happened to notice this one. The industry is brutal, but we don't see the graveyards of those failed restaurants because the restaurants we go to all the time, the restaurants we patronize, still are around because they have patrons. When we go to a restaurant, we're giving them money, and restaurants need money to survive, hence we see the survivors. It's the restaurants we don't go to, we don't see, and those are the businesses that go up in smoke. And so the survivor bias is a key mental model because it unlocks the door to the room that keeps alternative histories. Survivor bias, if we can conquer it, is like having the key that gets us to see this whole range of outcomes. In the Alternative History podcast, we talked about the outcomes rather than an outcome, but we have to get over uh, this internal bias before we can see what all those things are. And this bias can block a lot of smart people. In failed startups, I was amazed at the number of really qualified people that failed. Designers left Apple and failed at a product that was largely designed in a similar way to Apple products. Fulbright scholars failed. Teams with experience failed. Each postmortem that I read, included in words or in spirit, I will work my butt off even though the odds are long. And even though the founders felt this way, and even though they knew they might fail, they didn't fully consider all of the alternative histories. They didn't know what was in the room. They didn't know the range of outcomes in the room. They didn't know the financial challenges they would face. They didn't know the relationship challenges they would face. People ended long-term uh, relationships with their significant other. They lost tons of money. They went bankrupt. They gave away years of their life to failed projects. 
all because they never unlocked the door to see what the range of outcomes were. They were blinded by the survivor bias. They were hindered by it. And Nassim Taleb writes about this in The Black Swan. He writes, quote, Diagoras, a non-believer in the gods, was shown painted tablets bearing the portraits of some worshippers who prayed, then survived a subsequent shipwreck. The implication was that praying protects you from drowning. Diagoras asked, where were the pictures of those who prayed then drowned, end quote. So, Talib is noting here that we often just listen to the survivors, and when we do that, we miss the key parts. We miss factors that are important to both things. Another example is from Steve Callahan's book, Adrift. When Steve was lost at sea for 76 days, he had some maps of the currents, he had some oceanic charts, but he kind of doubted whether or not all the information on those charts was entirely correct. Here's what Callahan writes, quote, I think of the pilot chart figures, which are averages taken from ship's data. There might be some truth to the idea that charted estimates of gale strength tend to be low. After all, if a captain hears of bad weather, he doesn't usually head his rust bucket for the center of it in order to get some fresh air, end quote. So Callahan was hoping that the charts were correct, that the figures were correct, and he, he bet his life on this. He was doing calculations where if he was off by only 5%, he would have totally missed the western side of the Caribbean and maybe floated on for weeks longer in hopes that he ended up in South America or in the Gulf of Mexico near where more ship traffic was. So he was hoping that the numbers were right, but he allowed for the bias that the survivors the ships whose logs could be found would have stayed away from really dangerous gales. So, if we can get past this bias, if we can unlock the door, we can act like a benevolent Dexter and comb these catacombs and conduct postmortems in search of truth. In the startup space, alive and dead startups both had a lot of things. So, if we're going to act like a mortician and scientifically check what caused the death, we can rule out things like smarts or resources, markets, experience, and incubators like Y Combinator, funding rounds, seed rounds. None of those things mattered because both successful and failed startups had those things. If anything, after I looked at the success and failures of startups, the big thing was luck. You had to work hard, you had to have the skills, and you had to get really lucky for your startup to make it. If we can get past the survivor bias, we can also get past a narrative bias. We like stories. It's great to hear about the brilliance of company executives, but most of these stories are like junk food. Whether it's calories or information, it's not the best source of something that we could use. Niall Ferguson wrote Civilization because, quote, I had formed the strong impression that the people currently living were paying insufficient attention to the dead, end quote. So, Ferguson notes that the current world population makes up about 7% of all the human beings who have ever lived. And we can't assume, or maybe we'd be arrogant to assume, that we know everything and that the dead don't know anything. Where, in fact, we can learn a lot from them, but we have to find those stories. We have to unlock the, the door that keeps us from alternative histories and from knowing when things don't line up. 
If alternative histories asked us to consider the range of outcomes, the survivor bias should implore us to understand why we settled on the one we did. Is it because of the story? A cursed restaurant plays well, especially in a college town full of transients. But the truth is that most restaurants fail, whether they were on that particular corner in Bowling Green, Ohio, or not. The good news is that we don't have to be right when we bust the survivor bias. The survivor bias is just a mindset, it's just a mental model that if we can apply it, we're already in better shape. If we can pick the lock and get into the room with all of the possible histories, we can start to see what the other options were and whether our outcome was within that normal distribution or if it was an outlier. The survivor bias is a really powerful model. So the next time that you hear a story about someone who succeeded, ask about the people who didn't succeed, the people who didn't survive, whatever that thing was. And if they have a lot in common with the survivor, then we can look at that and say, maybe these things that we're attributing value to aren't so valuable after all. Thanks for listening to another edition of Mike's Mental Models. That's very nice. Thank you very much. Now, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? It's leave, you idiot. Make like a tree and leave. You sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. All right, then, leave and take your book with you.